This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth that they had faith in you. And you. It's time for another edition of the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Part of the Rudderfanatic Podcast Network. Check out rotofanatic.com for the latest rankings from all of our Rotofanatic analysts, including Matt Williams, Car Mayorano, Paul Mamino, Mike Carter, and Davey Lou Funnel. It's episode 61, the Chanho Park edition. On today's show, we continue the blitzkrieg of an incredible amount of knowledge and guests. This man needs no introduction. You know him as the host of the SP Streamer Podcast with Michael Simeon. He also works at PitcherList in their podcast department. He's got a lot in the hopper, and he's probably the most knowledgeable NBA fan in the fantasy baseball community. Let's give it up for Doug Ishikawa! Your host, Christopher Neary and Michael Govier will break down fantasy baseball with Doug today taking a look at some players that are insane to the membrane takes. And who are the players that none of the guys will back down from? Find out on today's show. Take it away, boys! Welcome back to the 61st edition of the Hey! at the Rico Plato Fantasy Baseball Podcast. That's right, 61. The asterisk number, Roger Maris, uh... 1961, remember that, Deary? Those were good times. Yeah, I saw it all live, right? No, I don't think you did. You know, that was only 19 years before we were born. That's true, but that's still a long time. You can do a lot in 19 years, be surprised. But 
This is the 61st edition, not the 19th. Do you remember our 19th episode, here? No, it was probably... I don't, shit, it was probably two weeks ago, the way we've been doing pods. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, forget all that. This is the Hey, It's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We are live today for our 61st edition. Don't forget, Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Palazzo Podcast on Twitter. Two L's, two Z's. Utah! Give me two. That's right. We're always here to serve you. We serve the masses. And today we just keep the train on a rolling with another fantastic and above average guest who's going to meet the needs for you as the community member, the person that participates in the show with us. We we put together a show, but we do it in concert with all of you. And today's guest is somebody who I've had a lot of respect for. Uh, he's probably one of the more open guys, in my opinion, at least when I first started, uh, really connected with him. He considers himself to be a very humble and modest dude, but at the end of the day, today's guest is quite the dude. This guy is known for the SP Streamer podcast, which he does with Michael Simeon, and they are now part of the Fantrax podcast network if you will, and he has his own opinions on baseball and fantasy. There's no partner with him today. He is on his own, out there, on his own. Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, it is my distinct pleasure to give you the man who needs no introduction, one of the finest people in the state of Illinois, a human being that really has surpassed most human beings of his age, it is Doug Ishikawa, Coach Ish. Wow, thank you very much for that. That is, it's so weird having it, uh, having to sit there and then have somebody else speak about you. You know, doing it so many times with uh, SP Streamer and then coming over here. And I knew, I knew Mike was going to bring it, but it's it's still weird to to kind of have to sit back and and listen to it also. I apologize to all my guests who I made feel that way as well. So Yeah, it's awful, isn't Thank it? Thank you for having me here, Chris. Great to see you. Great to meet you. Michael, we've been talking a very long time. Glad to finally hook up and, and have a little conversation about some fancy baseball tonight. Why not? Yeah, woohoo! All right. Three cheers for that. Absolutely. Uh, hey, Russell's here with us. We're on the live stream right now. Hey, Russell. Russell. Good to see you, my friend. Russell is one of our biggest supporters, and we love him. Check him out at Armchair Roto on Twitter. He's got his own website and his own opinions on baseball himself. Do not miss out on that. And, of course, looks like uh, other people are popping in. Dave Mendelson. Oh, he dude. says he wants to be like <laughs> Doug when he grows up. That's because so. that's an ageist joke. I'm just an old, old guy oh. just uh, trying to, to pass it pass it on. You know, <laughs> He's a young Jedi, and I'm just, I'm just Qui-Con. Oh, is no. that how that is that how you see it? Interesting. No, not not really. <laughs> I, 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 gotta, I don't. I, I would never even uh, say to myself that I am even close to being a Jedi. I am still, you know, like a Padawan, just learning the ropes here and uh, getting used to everything here. So, well, that's Doug, a very nice compliment, though, D. Mendy. It is. It is. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I think that's commendable. Thank you, Mr. Mendelson. Uh, this is the official podcast of Russell Crowe. Just for the record, uh, people seem to forget that. This is the official fantasy baseball podcast of Master and Commander, the film from 2003. Did you ever see Master and Commander, Doug? I have not. I have not. Should I have seen it? No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're missing out, man. Am I missing out? It's like, isn't it over like, two, you know, like three hours long? 
It could be borderline three hours. Borderline. Yeah, it, that seems borderline. to be just a little bit too much Russell Crowe for me, you know? <laughs> you got to like ships and the sea and lore from a long, long time ago. I was not the biggest fan of it when I saw it in the theaters, but I haven't seen it since it was out in the theaters, Mike. So I think it is deserving of a rewatch. Yeah, as soon well, as I'm done Russell, here, I'll, I'll go over and watch it. So, and I'll you give should, you, my, I'll tweet it out what my opinion of the uh, of the movie is for you. Yeah, I'm sure you have three hours to spare, Doug. <laughs> oh, sure, sure I do. do. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Russell's a huge fan of uh, Western Commander, so I know he appreciates it. Thanks, Russell. We love the gifts. The gifts have been really, really funny. <laughs> my favorite one is me and Deary are Paul Bettany and Russell Crowe playing the violin and the cello together. It's just so dumb. It's just that dog. If anything, you have to see the movie for the jokes. Gotta, yeah, I'll go back and watch That's it, the and only then I, I'll understand what exactly Russell's been doing here. So, <laughs> so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> Why can't it. we be the official podcast of Proof of Life? Remember Proof of Life, Mike? Remember that Proof movie? of Life? Yes, Proof of Life. <laughs> I love Proof of Life. Uh, my friend always told me you could sound Australian if you said two words together: uh, night light, night life, life, <laughs> right life, right light. No, bright light, something like that. It was something I can't remember what it is. Anyways, I'm offending Australians everywhere, and I apologize. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Anyways, we got Doug here today. We're gonna talk some fantasy baseball. Yeah, we haven't even had a chance to give Doug his. You know, come on, Doug, tell people what's going on with you currently and what's coming up on SP Streamer and things to expect maybe over the next six weeks as baseball season, according to the masses, has officially begun. Yeah, that's what they said right after the Super Bowl. You know, I was waiting for uh, the, the tweets from everybody in the uh, the community to start talking that the season finally began. And here we are after watching Tom Brady just being a masterful performance from him and the Tampa Bay Bucks. And, uh, you know, for us, uh, I, I'm working with Michael Simeone over at SP Streamer. I don't do any of the writing, but go over to the site. It's great, spstreamer.com. We brought on a bunch of new writers they are fantastic. Go and follow them. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, I'm just the voice. Uh, and like I've told Michael this before and Simeone as well, and Chris, you've probably heard this as well, I am just the Chris Harrison and the Jeff Probst of the uh, of the whole operation at SP Streamer. I hand out the roses and I extinguish uh, uh, the, uh, the flames and telling people uh, that the tribe has spoken. So I'm just here to kind of have some fun and I got some stuff coming up with uh, Pitcher List um, in the next uh, few weeks here, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, I'll give you I'll give you my best love letter for Danilis and Lamette <laughs> later on in the evening. But uh, very excited to be here and uh, excited to talk some fancy baseball. And we're just gearing up, just like you guys are, um, getting ready for the season. Um, you know, kind of figuring out where we want to head with our podcast. Um, we you know we did a lot of daily streaming. Um, last year, we got some new surprises for this year, and hopefully people keep listening and keep following us along. And yeah, I'm just uh, pumped to be here. So thank you for having me. Beautiful. Well said, sir. Yes, we'll look forward to that later in the show. And uh, oh, Russell has to put the kids to bed. Looking forward to listening tomorrow. Thanks, Russell. I didn't need to read that. Okay. Uh, yes, this is also in podcast form. If you're happening to hear this now and it's daylight, it's probably not live. I would say that's fair to say because we're doing this on a Monday evening, but we appreciate you listening or watching the live stream. Doug, SB Streamer, Michael Simeone, the whole crew. By the way, there's also the draft kit too. You should buy the draft kit. I would strongly recommend that. Um, friend of mine, Dave McDonald, also participated in that. It's only $3.50. Isn't that correct? 
Uh, is it? I don't even know. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, it's very. It, yeah, it's you know very reasonably priced. Very reasonably priced. We have like you know Eric Cross um, and Chris Craig Clegg from uh, Fantrax, Shelly for straight. Um, she's Clay. all over the place. Pitcherless over the monster, and uh, we got Dave McDonald in there from High Stakes Heat. And then the one and the only Mike Curlin is uh, is doing the hitting prospect. Or I'm doing the hitting analysis for us as well, besides Michael's stuff. So, yeah, go check it out. We uh, I think it just went live today, actually. So, uh, yeah, $3.50, $3, something like that, you know, keeping it. How about, how about you pick real. your price? You want to pay over $3.50? Go right I, ahead. Yeah, you want to pay us 10 Pay us 10 You want to pay us $3.50? Pay us $3.50. We're just happy that you're reading some of our work, even though I am nowhere near the operation at all. Beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. Doug, I think you sell yourself short, but that's okay. I really want people to know how much I appreciate Doug. You know, we actually almost started an NBA podcast together, but we it never did. happened. It, it came never very happened. close. It was our love for, for who, Mike? Who did we really oh, have uh, like a connection over? Oh, we went crap. back and forth for like maybe two and a half hours talking about him. If you don't remember, that's going to hurt my feelings, and I might cry yeah, later is. to Deary about it. My Luca? brain is no. Hang on, no, 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 no. Hang well, on. is it someone like uh, way deep below? Yeah, this is old school. It was. Oh, uh, oh. it was one of like these role players. Keith yeah. Van Horn. Uh, uh, no, it was not Keith Van Horn. He was a uh, shoot son of a biscuit. I know. No, no, it. You I, know though. Right? I'm going to tell you. Okay. Wait, it's wait, Frank. wait. I, I... Oh, you know. You said Frank, so yes. I can't. I can't say it now. Go ahead. So. Now you do. Frank Burkowski from the Sonics, just coming off the bench deep, putting up some rebounds. I think Michael once tweeted out something about Frank Burkowski. You have like a pair of Sonic old Sonic shorts or something like yes, that, that's like right. the, where the go. inseam is like three inches and you were out there. I don't know what you were doing with them, but I think maybe you found them in a closet. And I'm like Frank Burkowski shorts. And you were like very excited about that. We went back and forth. We tried to lift an NBA podcast, um, you know, but, this fantasy baseball stuff is just too busy for us. So, you know what? My brain is one. so uh, scattered right now. I admit that freely. And guys, it's okay. You can admit when maybe you're not feeling like you have everything lined up and completely harnessed and focused that I, I let you down there. I did. I feel it's okay. You. It's okay. We're and, still friends. Uh, Mike, oh, good. We, okay, good. Mike, we did an NBA preseason prediction show. You remember that last year? We did. We did all the over-unders in every team, kind of like Bill Simmons and his And then we so. never talked about it again. That was it. That was, there's one show. There's one show somewhere. We could post it for fun. I wonder what our uh, – I think I was mostly correct. I got one of them right. I got the Lakers in the finals. But I think I picked the Bucks. So. Yeah, I think we both picked the Bucks. I still remember the one claim to fame was I said Fred Van Fleet was going to have a huge breakout season and the Raptors were still going to be pretty decent. So I was right on that. Beautiful. That's fantastic. I think I you think guys should post it because that that would make <laughs> that would bring it to the masses and just make everybody smile today. <laughs> fair enough, Doug. Fair enough. Uh, real quick, want to do some housekeeping here. That's when we play the Belvedere music. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's been participating with the show. Russell, of course, I mentioned the gifts. Uh, there's so many of you that just contribute and prop us up, and that means something to us. I don't take that lightly. I know Chris doesn't. Even Doug on his own show. I know he appreciates everything that he gets from his fans. Or Yes, fans. It's funny to say fans. I think uh, when I was on uh, Van's show, the Nasty Cast, he said, Michael, we know you have many fans. And I was like, what? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I think we're all participants in the community more than like fans. <laughs> I think we're a little old for that, but I thank everybody. I want to shout out to Nate Markham, who's been propping up the show recently. Thank you, Nate. Really appreciate it. Make sure you give Nate a follow. He's worthy of your time because 
That's what we do. You scratch our back, we scratch yours. At Nate Markham. Very simple. N-A-T-E-M-A-R-C-U-M. And that's it. Sound good? I like that. I got to get a soundboard just to just to play the Belvedere music. Yeah, it just opened up the whole world of possibilities that will distract you from actually focusing on the concrete fantasy baseball information. I think we, we talked 20 minutes of Belvedere with Sporer the other day. I know. Yeah, I went, mean, yeah, that went way too long. I want yes. you to say in Mr. Belvedere's voice, Wesley, so bad. It's like, come on. That's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. Wesley. <laughs> Wesley. Wesley. That just brings me back. I can't do a good back. Belvedere. Yeah, we're the same age. We're similar age, so of course we should. Yeah. All right. Enough of this crap. This is all this is pointless. The first 12 minutes of the show have been completely pointless. Let's move in to <laughs> some more concrete information in something that we like to call leading off. <laughs> Leading off is such a fun time because we get a chance to talk about what's going on in the world of baseball. Sometimes we talk strategy. Sometimes we talk about different league formats. It just depends what's going on. And today we keep it simple. We've also tried to fine tune the show for everybody, kind of shrink it down a little bit. It's, it's been running a little bit long recently, and I admit that freely. And when I say things like this, it starts to run longer, but we're trying to compact the show more. And I also created timestamps on some of our recent shows so everybody can just kind of skip ahead to their favorite parts. So check that out when you're on Spotify or Apple Podcast or Amazon, or wherever the hell you listen to your Doug, what's your go-to podcast platform? Uh, you know, the Apple. Just go there every morning and download the, the next Hey, It's Enrico Palazzo podcast. And uh, <laughs> I love what you guys are doing. You guys are, are out there. I was talking to Chris about it earlier. I mean, like two or three pods lined up with huge guests, and I feel like I'm just bringing this down tonight, fellas. But... You know, I, I do I do enjoy what everybody's been doing over here. You guys have a great logo, too. It's the two yeah. L's and the two Z's, I think. Two L's, two Z's. You know it. Never far away, is it? Utah, give me two. You said it, not me. So uh, that's right. Thanks to Will Mims, our Rota Fanatic. By the way, we're part of the Rota Fanatic Podcast Network, which we usually have in the intro. We got some good stuff. Our rankings are up on Roto Fanatic right now. So if you want to compare rankings with me, Matt Williams, Carmeirano, Paul Mamino, Davey, uh, Mike Carter, they're all up there. It's a lot of fun. Check it out, please. Anywho, let's focus in on our leading off segment and give a shout out to Deadening the Baseball. <laughs> Apparently, that's uh, the big day's news. You know, I guess it's the first day of post football. And there's got to be something that gets rolled out there. I think the two things that stood out most today was that Lucas Sims has elbow tightness. And the deadening of the baseball will be a thing in 2021. Uh, Doug, what kind of stock do you put into... I don't care about the Lucas Sims part because everybody... People have tight elbows, they have tight forearms, and they can move on from them. It doesn't mean that TJ's coming. So I don't care about that. But what about the actual baseball itself we've had a really really bouncy ball at times over the last couple of years and then there's been talk of trying to reduce that how do you make sense of any of this or is there making no sense well i mean it, it was a great article um by eno saris over at the athletic and it's it, mainly just talking about that there's going to be even fewer home runs uh in this upcoming year it was kind of an article where it was like well we think it's a lot of up in the air sorts of things, but the ball is going to be less bouncy. There's probably going to be lower home run rates. Um, you know, it talks about more teams adding humidors as well. 
Um, it does talk about the KBO a little bit about how the American ball got smaller and the Korean ball got bigger. So getting less bouncy and smaller might cancel each other out. But the one thing that really stood out to me is it's uh, a nice quote in there. It was like adding five feet of outfield walls to every wall and every ballpark. So obviously for pitchers, they, they're going to like that. They're going to feel great about, uh, about that, but hitters, um, you know, especially projecting um, home runs, those rates and those projections might be uh, on the downturn there. So that's what I kind of took away from the article, but fantastic stuff by always by, uh, you know, was, was Kenny Rosenthal also on that as well? I don't I think don't he remember. was. I okay. want to say he was, but uh, maybe we should double check our work on that. In the meantime, uh, Deary, what's your take on this? Yeah, I had no clue about it until literally like an hour ago. So I haven't even read up on it yet. I, I my initial Good thought press. is Good my press. my initial <laughs> my initial thought was to totally freak out. Be like, what are they doing? How can they do this? People are already drafting their teams, and then I had to sit and think about it, calm myself down. We need to see spring training. We see. We need to see if it's going to affect anybody. It's not going to affect the guys like a Pete Alonzo or an Aaron Judge, but you know maybe some of those lower tiered guys that maybe are projected fifteen to seventeen home runs, guys that maybe don't get a lot of EV and uh, you know hard hit rate. Maybe they don't hit the ball as far. I'm probably going to end up going into everybody's home run chart to see just to see the distances that they went and maybe take that five feet that Enos was talking about. Um, but I, I'm glad that I've calmed myself down, and I will, I will wait it out and see what happens before I completely freak out and be done with baseball. Yes, that was a tag team effort by Eno and Ken Rosenfall, for the record. Thank you. Good clarification, Doug. See, that's what a good host does right there. <laughs> you are such a host. God, but do you hate it when people say, hey, you're a host. You're a, base, you're a fantasy baseball player, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I am. Actually, we're in, a, we're in an M NFBC uh DC 50 right now you're at the at turn this moment. yeah we're doing a we're doing a bang up job right there yeah I, I mean that's what I got into the whole thing for was that I was playing in a lot of home leagues and I was listening to a lot of these uh, you know like an Alex Fast or a Nick Pollock and you know a DVR or you know reading everything that Eno had put out there and I was like oh, I, I'd love to get in to the community because it seems like such a great place and Michael Simeon gave me my shot and I don't really find it. It's okay to be called a host. Um, I'm okay with it for for the right now. As I learn and continue to grow and and you know find out all of these things that uh, you know, there's so many other smarter people in the room than I than I am that I just like to sit there on the wall sometime and just pick up all this knowledge that I'm kind of getting uh, in all these different discords that I'm in and drafting with folks like you. So I'm mean, I'm okay with it. You're also part of the GLARF. The I Great am Lakes part of the GLARF. Yes. Roto League, which is going to be very exciting. And I think we have a full league. More details will come out on that as they will be released. But it's, of course, it's a copy. Well, it's a copycat of the BARF and the NERF and the other ones. They're area regional fantasy leagues with all analysts from those arenas. And the Midwest and Great Lakes should be represented, right, Doug? Absolutely. I'm excited to be in. We got a, a lot of really big names in there. It should be a, a lot of fun kind of like battling out and we'll see what happens. So, yeah, taking some of these leagues very serious this year uh, to my wife's chagrin and my children's as well. But uh, I have to tell them I have to move on just from being a host. I have to be able to say, hey, 
I won Glarf and I beat DVR in doing that. So I, you know, <laughs> I can put that on the mantle and shine that every Sunday. So looking forward to that. Hopefully <laughs> we'll see what happens. Shine on you crazy diamond, Doug. That's cool. Yeah. Bottom <laughs> line with the baseball, uh, stay close, stay tight to the news and the developments as they roll out. As we get closer to spring training, rolling into a more specific and routine pattern. We'll find out who's humidoring the ball, who's humidifying it a little bit and, what kind of reactions? Well, the spring training could tell us a little bit how many home runs we're seeing, what kind of power we're seeing, exit velocities, uh, distance traveled on balls. We'll see how that goes. And if we notice huge differences early on, that'll probably give us some insight that we could bank on. But don't don't panic. Don't make any panic um, drafting decisions on that just yet. I would slow your roll and just kind of wait for some more information. What team will be the first team to switch balls out and put in a uh, juice ball? <laughs> the first scandal. Theories. Yep. <laughs> Come on, I know you love theory. conspiracy theories, Mike. Well, I do, but uh, that is quite a conspiracy theory for a team. Because uh, I've always believed that MLB always controls all the balls. Yes, absolutely. but maybe, uh, maybe I don't. You know, maybe there's a team that's going to step in and do something nefarious. Well, we can't prove that, and we don't want to get sued, so we'll stay away from that for now. <laughs> all right. Now it's time to have some fun with Doug. If we haven't already been having fun enough, let's have some more fun with Enrico's Inquisition. Are you ready for this, Doug? You've been looking Absolutely forward to this? Absolutely. Bring it on. That is what I like. No fear. Get this guy a no fear shirt right now. Bryce Harper or Lenny Dykstra? Bryce Harper. Oceans or lakes? Which do you prefer? Lakes. Oceans terrify me. Van Halen or Van Hagar? Oh, <laughs> Van Halen. Not Ooh. a contest. WW84, the movie, or Trevor Bauer? Trevor Bauer has more positive things going for him. He is a good pitcher. Oh, oh Nelly, get ready for some doozies. Because it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show, Enrico's Inquisition. Oh, <laughs> That's right. It's time for Enrico's Inquisition. Doug Ishikawa is going to step into the darkness and hopefully find the light by the time this segment's over. It's really not that big a deal. We just like to give this or that scenarios, maybe ask some random questions about Doug himself. It's not complicated. It's not rocket science, but we hope that you enjoy it and we can shine a light on some other angles on ourselves. Yeah. Right, Doug? Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, first things first. Chicago Cubs or Chicago White Sox? Oh, man. That's a tough one right off the bat. Oh, oh boy. boy. Oh, boy. It's not uh, cool. You know, not cool what so, I did there. So. Not, not great. But I uh, grew up a Cubs fan. Um, you know, went to uh, the 2016 World Series Game 5. Did tell a friend that if he brought me and if he uh, if I if he let me accompany him, it would be drinks for life. He did bring me. It is drinks for life. Holy cow. So I, I said this earlier on a different podcast that I am hoping to, uh, you know, not uh, always weigh in on that. The COVID has been that's only the, the best thing about the COVID. That's the only thing is that I haven't been able to hang out with him and had to buy him any drinks. That's the only thing that's been good about it. But if I had to wrap it up and say, am I a Cubs fan or a Sox fan? Um, I got to say that I'm going, I'm going to the South side and it's going to hurt everybody in my family. And while I appreciate the 2016 world series, everything's happening on the South side. So I got to go there. So isn't that hard? 
That's impressive, man. I give you credit for standing up, standing tall, and answering honestly, fairly, and forthright. Well done, Doug. Well done. I'm sorry if I cause any strife within your inner <laughs> circle. So. I'll be okay. He'll be fine. I'll take responsibility. I will. You can. I love taking the blame, man. It's, it was like my MO for most of my life. Hey, just blame it on me. My life couldn't be any worse. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, so we got that out of the way. That's pretty easy. But uh, do you see yourself? No, I don't want to say it like that. I know how you see yourself, and you do make light of yourself. But who would you rather be? Jeff Probst or Ryan Seacrest? Oh, definitely Jeff Probst. Anytime that you can rock oh. cargo shorts and a Hawaiian shirt with a hat, I'm all about it, you know? So, plus I think Probst is, is a little bit taller than Ryan Seacrest. And so I don't know how that would work for me because I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty tall. So, how I'm tall are you, Doug? I'm about 6'2, six, 6'3. Six, Whoa, you're you know, in sports territory. <laughs> well, no, come on, Spore's 6'11, right? No, that's right. He is. That's right. He is. No, I'd, I'd say Jeff Probst. I think he's got the cooler of the jobs. Um, loves Survivor, so I'm going to go with Jeff Probst. You've really watched Survivor before? Every every episode. You're not joking. What? No. It's not the same every time. The characters change, and <laughs> there's strategy involved, and who are you going to play like? And I know for a fact if I played it, I'd be out in the first two episodes. So it just I had no it. idea it was still on. It's still on CBS. Hang out with us. It never, <laughs> it never dies, dearie. It just won't go away. I've it never won't. watched a whole season ever. I remember like season two. I remember the first guy, Richard Hatch. I think was the first mm-hmm. guy who won it, right? Mm-hmm. And then like some girl did Playboy on season two or three or something. <laughs> One of them was in that dumb movie, The Animal, with Rob Schneider. I think she. Was, <laughs> I'm serious. Like these are just random. I remember early Survivor tidbits in like 2001, but they've all faded away. I think a fair a fair trade off would be if if you guys want me to sit down and watch Master and Commander, and let <laughs> you guys sit down and watch you know the next season of Survivor, and then we can compare notes on who had a more enjoyable experience overall. So if you guys are down for that, we can throw some gifts out there. We can have some good times with it, and uh, we can get back together and discuss uh, Master and Commander and and the next season. Deal. That's a deal, dude. (laughs) We could make arrangements uh, offline, but I'm willing to commit to this because you're right. What's fair is fair. You know, if we're going to have have you watch Master Commander, then at the very least, I mean, how many seasons, though? How many seasons does one viewing of Master and Commander equate to is what I want. (laughs) (laughs) One season of Survivor. One season? Okay. One season. We'll let you choose, too. Doug, what's the best season of Survivor? Uh, the, The one that just aired. That's what it is. You can't go back. I mean, yeah, I guess you can go back to the beginning, but it's always it's always evolving. There's an island sometimes. They go away. They have, you know, <laughs> people are chasing idols down. You guys, come on. Join in on the fun. Play the game. I'll tell you this. I actually have a survivor story in real life. I was in the Dominican Republic in 2015. It was early in the year, February-ish. And we're, uh, we, we originally had got this like Airbnb house with like, you know, there's like eight or nine of us. Gosh, it's hard to believe like life before COVID, you could have like a bunch of people in the house. You could go places, man. Oh, we're losing, we're losing time here. I only get to live once. I want my life back anyways. So we had this house and it was right by this private beach area. So we walked down to the private beach area and then we go around the corner and what do you know? There's a dock with a boat 
a giant speedboat that says Survivor on it. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is this? And there's like these security guards are unnecessarily dressed in like full black get-ups and like a blazing hot beach. They're like, oh, you can't be here. You got to go. I'm like, what's going on here? He's like, he wouldn't say, but it was clearly they were filming Survivor. But this is not like in the middle of nowhere. I'm just saying. I was there. I don't know exactly <laughs> what they were filming or what was going down, Doug, but... There was a survivor boat, and there was survivor people somewhere. It was just a really upscale neighborhood with private beach access. That's all. You just ruined the whole experience for me in that two-minute story. I'm sorry. I apologize. Twenty years of survivor. Twenty years all washed away with one. I'm sure you had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, that's dumb. Okay, but that did happen. Boy, that really blew my mind. That's as close as I've ever gotten to survivor. Uh... Do you like your toilet paper right side up or coming from under? You can't. You can't go under. I always switch it. It's gotta come up. It's gotta come like this way. No one can hear me. No one can see me in audio format. But it's gotta yeah. come this way. If you're coming from, no, absolutely not. No pulling down. You're pulling up. Yeah, you're pulling down. You're not. Yeah, that's that is no. Who does that? I don't know. That's why we ask these questions. No, 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 no. Always, always put it so it's facing towards you so that you can just easily get to the toilet paper means. Okay. I don't want to, you know, any, any of, any of that stuff going on. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not good. There's less of a chance of it just streaming down and hitting the, uh, the bathroom floor on its own. If it goes the other way, you have that option of that happening a lot, right? I, I guess, but <laughs> I don't know. Somebody, you know what? And here's the thing. I'll be totally 100% honest with you. There was a time that I, it didn't matter to me. And a friend told me, he came over to to my house and he said, you're doing your toilet paper roll wrong. And I was like, I didn't understand it. And then he showed me and it was like, you know, a light bulb went off in my head. So I am very adamant about that now and switching that around in every uh, bathroom that I have in the house. So. You know, you learn something new every day. So don't don't close your mind to new knowledge. <laughs> I promise I won't, Doug. I always keep my mind open. And I'm like, hey, it's a Rico Palazzo fantasy baseball show. We always have an open heart from me to you. Do you prefer Jumanji the original or the remakes? What was the remake? Oh, Jumanji the remake was with The Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, like the original. Oh, man. You know? Which one of the Jonas Brothers was in the... the the Jumanji remake. Do, do we know that? Uh, I don't was it Nick Jonas? Because if it is Nick Jonas, then I'm in for the second one. Because that guy's talented. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the with the with the new Jumanjis with with the Rock and Kevin Hart and and I think Nick Jonas. I don't know who else was in it, but it was it was very funny. I thought it was a it good family was adventure. Oh, it was Nick Jonas. Oh, why do I know was, that? Yeah. That's Nick Jonas from he was in Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. Okay, yeah, game for the second uh, for the second uh, reincarnation of Jumanji. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. I never saw the first ones back in the day, and now I never, I've never seen a Jumanji in my life. So that's why I'm asking you. The, the new one, the new ones are decent. They're entertaining, yeah. Mike. I think you'd enjoy them. Yeah, sometimes you have to yell just Jumanji. You know, just when things are going, you know, you're changing some stuff up. Actually, when good things happen, you should yell that. It's just, it's funny. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm weird. Hey, you are weird, but you're my kind of guy, Doug. Oh, thank uh, you. You're welcome. Moneyball or sugar? What? <laughs> well, I guess the question doesn't work. Have you ever seen the movie Sugar? I have never seen the movie Sugar. 
Can you ex- uh, well, can you go chance. through it with me real quick? Sure, uh, you're you're teaching a... me more knowledge about Master and Commander and Sugar than anything else I've gotten so far. So, what is Sugar about? And should I Deary, be watching? Have you ever seen Sugar? Is this a movie about cocaine? No, no, <laughs> no. It's a baseball movie. It no, is? I've never seen it. Oh, oh god. Okay, so this is what? perfect timing then. I I was taking a chance. And maybe Doug had seen it, and maybe Deary at the very least had seen Sugar. It, it's a 2008 yeah, film. It's a 2008 film called Sugar. It's about uh, players from the DR, Dominican Republic, coming over and making it, like in the minors and mm. being invited to spring training. And it's really good. I, I had never seen it. So I'm nobody's hero. I had never seen it till like uh, a week ago. And I want to strongly recommend it because oh. it does a really good job of expressing like the challenge not mm. just coming over to play baseball and win a spot and be the best and maybe 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 make it to the major leagues but uh, language barriers uh, cultural barriers it's really an honest film and uh it's also written and directed by the people who did captain marvel the there's Bowden and fleck so they're like mm. they can be they're the people who did mississippi grind dearie too so Ooh, wow yeah yeah so i mean we got good. pretty good reviews here. IMDb DB, uh, 7.2. I'm looking up Rotten Tomatoes right now. <laughs> it's mostly, Oh, yeah, uh, look at this. This is certified fresh, man. Wow, I'm wow. in. See, there you go, Doug. So okay. I want you to put this on your baseball, because I think we need to prop this one up in terms of baseball movies we don't know about. So. All right. You sold me. You sold me. I'm in, I'm in now. Watch well, okay, party. Well, watch party. Watch, I would love to do that. It, it is mostly in Spanish, so it does. It's all subtitles for the most part, except when they come to America and some coach goes, "All right, good job." Pats him on the back, <laughs> takes the ball away. <laughs> That's about it. Anywho, uh, well, if you haven't seen Sugar, then uh, Moneyball or the Scout. You ever see the Scout? I have seen the Scout. I'll go with the, I'll go with Moneyball though. Okay, you know? all right, there we go. <laughs> the Scout. I think terrible. I think Brad Pitt is one of the best um, snacking actors that we have today. <laughs> that guy can eat anything and at any moment in the movie, and he just—I don't know—it's like his thing, and like it makes me want to have my own thing. Like Tom Cruise is the best running actor that we have. Brad Pitt is the best snacking actor that we have. You, you write that down. That should be That's a category great. in like the Oscars or something like that. But yeah, I'm I think here it for is Money a Ball. thing for him. It is. It is. Like, <laughs> just every every movie. Like, every he's, movie. Yeah. yeah, he's eating. He's always eating. And anytime Apples. that you get to watch Chris Pine try to play first base, you know, immediately down for that. Oh, know? Chris Pratt, you mean? Oh, yeah. Chris Pratt. I'm sorry, not Chris. That's I get okay. all They're my Chris's mixed up. Same you know? guy. Chris Clegg. Chris Pine. They're both Chris P's. So yes, they all are. Don't sweat that. Uh, a couple more here. Uh, here's one we always ask: uh, curveballs or sliders? Give me a twelve to six. Give me, you know, bring back Barry Zito. I love that. There it is again. He's nasty. That's the third Barry Zito. Is it really the third Barry Zito? In the last, Barry ten, Zito? Days. In the last yep. ten days, we've had three Barry. When people pick curveballs, there's not everybody picks Barry Zito, but a couple guests recently have chosen Barry Zito. I loved so. Barry Zito, and I loved it when he went out there and he just gave that nasty hook, and it was, uh, it's just. It's it's beautiful. So I'm in for the curveball. Although although it's hard, you guys make this hard. This is so hard because I love Danilis and Lamet, and I'll talk about him later. And he is the best slider in the game. But sheesh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my original. I'm gonna go 12 to six curveball. We make you a stand on a hill, you know. Yeah, you do. Hey, I'm gonna be here. And that's (laughs) it's not really how life is. Life is very much gray. It's not black and white. But in this segment, things are a little more black and white. 
What can I tell you? Uh, whiskey or craft beer? Uh, I'm going to go with whiskey. You know, if you ha- if you work with Michael Simeone and, and he, he pushes you towards the bourbon, you know, <laughs> then you have to go down that route so you have an idea of what he's talking about whenever he's, you know, bringing up a bottle or whatever he's bought for himself that week. So down with the whiskey, down with the bourbon. Um, the craft beer makes my, you know, makes my, my face a little bit more full. So I'm going to stay away from, from the IPAs. So <laughs> I'm doing a full face for you there. You can't see it if you're listening, but, uh, uh, okay. Well, interesting. That's I'm not either or Deary. Do you have a preference? I never know what you think. Uh, it's probably more of a craft beer guy. I mean, right now I got a Arbor Brewing Company, Buzzsaw IPA, cheap plug right oh. there. Uh, I'm kind of off the whiskey now. I'm onto like tequila for some reason. Mm. Something new. It's, it was whiskey for years, but uh, I'm starting to get into tequila a little bit. Well, if you want to be trendy, you're going to have to do better than that. Okay. Come on. <laughs> so, good Lord. Uh, okay. You know, jeez, uh, I had so many more I want to ask, but we got to move this. This segment always takes way too long. Uh, so let's just, let's just end it. For love or for money? Doug. Always for love. Always. Right, Valentine's Day coming up too. Oh, you know, I gotta get, I gotta get ready. I gotta get the flowers and, and the card, and you know, my wife. Now, is, was it expected, Doug, or you go out and do that on your own? I go, I, I go out. I'm oh, romantic. I'm oh, romantic. That's so sweet. Yeah, that is sweet, sweet. and romantic. <laughs> very beautiful. Very beautiful. Doug. That was the most honest for love or money ever. Yeah, Doug, I got, Doug I got, killed it. I got Doug, you just misty eyed doing that too. It's it very genuine. I will say that at the very <laughs> least. Definitely a genuine answer. Although it's still tough to top Michael Richards. He had a really, really beautiful poetic response. So uh, not that yours was any less poetic. It was very genuine. I'll give you that. But his oh, words you. sit with me to this day. <laughs> thank you, Michael oh. Richards, wherever you are. All right, this is, hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. That's right, Palazzo Podcast on Twitter. If you want to follow the show and connect with any kind of thing we're doing that we send out on our Twitter feed, two L's, two Z's. That is correct. Give me two. Don't ever forget it. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com is where you can send us an email, and uh, we'll have some listener chatter, hopefully here for Doug. I assume we put the word out. Sometimes people just don't want to say anything for certain guests, and sometimes they want to talk very, very, very much in length about certain other things. Prospects always get the most. If you put prospects out there, Doug, I think maybe you found this in your own experience. People love talking prospects. It's like, you know, it's like the honey out there, and everybody comes running over to the honey. If you're a bee, not a person. But I mean, if you if you put a Huey Lewis song to it too, it's it's gonna just bring the masses. Just calling <laughs> the masses right there. Well, what can I tell you? It was, uh, you know, just the right place, right time. It just made sense, and the <laughs> Earth aligned, the planets aligned, and we all just had a nice hearty laugh about prospects and we all miss Huey Lewis we do okay now it is time to get into the fantasy breakdown segment of the show here we're going to get Doug's opinions on things and Deary's and we're going to find out what Doug thinks in a couple of segments that we break down within the fantasy breakdown segment this segment is called uh, and no offense to anyone, I'm very much a pro advocate of mental health and being pro, let's talk about our feelings and taking care of ourselves, but a song was written in the 90s by Cypress Hill, it's called Insane in the Membrane, and uh, so it's no offense to anybody 
or trying to push the word insane. I don't want anybody to think about it that way. But we also have fun on the show, so if you can't see that we're just having some fun here, then I don't know. I mean, what can I do here? I can't win them all. I can't. I can't win them all. But, I mean, I could have called it. What, what, what else could we have called this segment? Um, do you pick the well? Do you pick the song first, or you pick just an idea in your head? No, I'm sick of bold takes. Everyone says bold takes, so I thought let's try like insane in the membrane or something. You know, I'm just sick of bold, bold, bold takes. takes, hot takes. Here's the bold. Here's the three boldest thing. You know, I'm sick of bold and hot. So okay, well I'm let's just, hear the song, and Doug and I will rate but, it, and we'll see how far <laughs> it goes. This is dumb. It's not even a song. It's really just like a. Oh, it's no. just stupid. So. How yeah. am I not oh. myself? Oh, wait, how did I play the wrong one? I did. did I, press a, I pressed the wrong button, didn't I? So let's try this one. Insane fantasy takes. Why are you taking that player? <laughs> Insane fantasy takes. Why are you taking that player? Insane fantasy takes. Oh, Why are you taking that player? Insane fantasy takes. That's pretty much. Why are you taking that player? You must be insane. That's insane pretty much the gist. You got the gist. That's it. I didn't do like a whole song. It's just <laughs> an intro to our segment here. Yeah, a little Cypress Hill tribute, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, Mike Curlin's here, by the way. Hey, Sleepy K, how's it going, buddy? Good to see you. What's up, Mike? He's yep. All the best to you and yours in 2021. All right. So this focus then is about players, thoughts, opinions. You could take this in any direction you want, but likely we'd like to hear some strong opinions on players that you think are going to turn into something special that most people would chastise you for, or would say, "Dude, you've you've lost it." So. Doug, right off the bat, give us your first player. And I, I don't know if if it's going to go in the order that's on the list, then I, I'm already <laughs> getting Simeon vibes here. <laughs> you know, you talk every day. We did over like 160 SP streamer episodes. And so, like, we text back and forth. I'm sure you and Deary do that as well. So we, we have to bring up Michael Lorenzen. We had him on the podcast. Um, you know, we're huge fans of his. He's coming back on when he wins the Cy Young. He's coming back on when he pitches that perfect game. You know, right now he's battling for that fifth spot in the Reds rotation. If Michael Simeone likes him, I automatically have to go on my radar as a late player to snag. You know, we've talked about it before. You listen to certain analysts and certain people. I highly respect what Michael says on the pitching aspect of stuff. But when he constantly texts me, hashtag Lorenzen lovers, and he's talking about his slider being so good, 24% swinging strike rate, a 29.8 CSW, a 50% K rate. You, you start to take notice of that. And you could do way worse with an ADP of around like 419. So I know uh, I've been in a couple drafts with Michael and I've, dra I've, I've sniped him a little bit early just to see how he would respond and what text that he would uh, send me. It was always a sad emoji or some sort of a gif with the character crying. But big fan of Michael Lorenzen, great guy. I think that he's going to do some good stuff coming out of that fifth spot uh, for the Reds this upcoming year. That's Fabulous. A, that's a, I don't want to say hot take. You already, you already told me, but I do like the Michael Lorenzen. It's very bold, Doug. That is a very bold <laughs> take, I must say. No, I would love it. I would love to see that happen. I would be thrilled for you guys, too. And Michael Lorenzen himself. He wants to wear Vans in 2021. I think that's cool, too. So I enjoyed the interview on the show. If you guys have not heard that, please go back and listen to the SB Streamer episode where 
Doug and Michael talked to the one and only Michael Lorenzen. They talked with a real Major League Fantasy... No, Major League Fantasy player. He's actually a Major League Baseball player, and we take his stats and put them on our fantasy team. So That was very cool, Doug. It must have been a cool experience. It was very cool. Great guy. Great guy. Great job. Uh, Deary. Deary and Doug. See, I'm think- I've am got two Ds on my brain here. Sounds like Deary- a sitcom. Deary and Doug. <laughs> so... Doug, you're actually wrong. Mike and I never really talk about, like, we don't text back and forth what we're going to talk about on the show. We create a doc, and then one of us will just put stuff out there. So I actually think I got this segment completely wrong, because I don't think my things that I'm coming up with are that insane, because I actually put down three, like, guys that are really, really good players. Yeah, I was going to text you. I was going to text you and be like, no, but instead I thought I would just make a more entertaining show if I ripped you on the air. Oh, no, that's fine. You can do that. Um, it's not like I'm saying Kyle Tucker is going to be an absolute stud. What I'm going to do is actually give you some statistics that I think these guys are going to have that might be a little above what their you know, kind of mid-level line would be. So that's what it's going to be. You can rip on me after all these anyways. Uh, so my first guy is Kyle Tucker. Obviously, Kyle Tucker is going to have a big breakthrough this year. Came up last year um, and really, really showed out. Uh, showed a lot in the playoffs. I think this year Kyle Tucker is going to hit 30 home runs and have 30 stolen bases. So he's going to be a 30-30 guy this year. I don't know if it makes me insane by saying this. I, th- I think that's just a more than modest project- projection. But this is a guy in 19 at AAA had 34 home runs and 30 stolen bases in 125 games in 2018. In AAA, 24 home runs, 30 stolen bases. So he's done this in the minors, no problem. Uh, an amazingly good fastball hitter. Nice home run fly ball rate in 19 and 20. He just turned 24 years old. Uh, the Astros are usually like middle of the pack when it comes to running, especially since Altuve doesn't do it as much. But maybe it'd be more insane if I said he went 35-35. But I think he's going to go 30-30 this year, and he's going to be a really great fantasy asset for a lot of different teams. Go ahead, Mike. Rip on me now. Uh, I mean, yeah, Doug clearly understood the point of the segment, and you decided to pick, like, these guys that are in the top 100. I'm like, what is this? Why? What is happening? We're supposed to be, in like, crazy just out to lunch. Like, the most, like, Michael Lorenzen is, that's even, like, not far enough for me. I want, I like some of the other names oh, he's got boy. there. Going. Okay, I'll, I'll change it up. Doug when, has. when you come back around to me, we'll change it up. Okay, cool. I, I, I didn't open up the doc again until, like, just now, and I'm like, oh, man, okay, Doug got the game, and I didn't. Yeah, well, you, you know, you, you just got to learn that if we're going to get bold here, now you're giving us numbers that could be more elite than some people might expect, but I think a lot of people expect those numbers from Kyle Tucker. I really do. More than 10 people in the fantasy community definitely do. Okay, Kyle, he's, give going, us another. he's going 40-40 then. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. That Now that was, wow, wow. Doug, give us another name here for somebody that you, people just are not expecting much from. Uh Micah Henry. I don't know if you all know Micah Henry. Love Micah Henry. Of Micah Henry. On the show last fall. Oh, great guy. Fantasy Central one uh, on the Twitter via the Twitter. Uh, he's one of the writers now over at Fantrax. He's at Rotor Ranks as well. Um, so go make sure that you check out his work. But he was tweeting the other day. You know, you follow certain people, and Micah had a lot of really good takes about Franchi Cordero, free Franchi, right? And then Ben Pernick over at um, from Pitcherless also put out a great article on Cordero. Um, th- is, is a power speed guy, and he's often overlooked. He got traded last year. Um, he's going to play every day in that Kansas City Royal lineup. He's a guy that hits the ball extremely hard. You should check out it, Micah's tweet. He's talking about 12.4% barrel rate, a 45.2% hard hit. 
He's going to hit you maybe 10 to 15 home runs, maybe, maybe nabby about 10 bags. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, where, where he's being drafted right now, his ADP is around like 410. Um, a late, maybe a late, late outfielder for you to, for you to nab. I'm on board with what Micah and Ben are talking about. Free Franchi. Let's go, Royals. Yeah. Franchi traded to the Royals last year. Padres are on a different plane, taking things in a different direction. Didn't see much from Franchi. If anything, I liked Edward Oliveros more. I kind of mm-hmm. like where he's going. But I would I think there's plenty of people in the community still that would love to see Franchi give them some power speed combo. Even if he hit 230, if he could hit 25, 30 home runs and give 20 plus steals, that would be fantastic, Doug. So why not? I like why it. Not? Why not? I support Lee. the boldness. You're boldly in passioned and dedicated effort. I should have said he was going for he's going to do 40 and 40 too. Yeah, see. That's too that's too high for me to go. I'll take yeah. 15 15 home runs, 15 stolen bases around 410. I mean, that's that's beautiful. That's exactly what you kind of need to kind of round out your team towards the back end of your draft. Well, I'm probably going to snipe you now in our draft. There you <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> Busted. All right, Deary, now we're back to you. Deary, oh, you've great. had some opportunities awesome, yeah. to Super think about now. this. Now what do you got for us? <laughs> okay. Uh, J.P. Crawford of the oh. Seattle Mariners is going to score 100 runs this season. Wow. So he's going to be talking. He's going to most likely be leading off on a Mariners team that I really think their offense is going to start making some great strides this year. Jared Kalenic is going to be up within the first couple months. J.P. Crawford really made some strides over the last couple of years. He's bringing that K rate down a little bit. Batting average is not going to be that great. He did bat 255 in 53 games, but he's going to get six over 600 at-bats. He's never gotten that many at-bats at the majors. Uh, of course, started off with the Phillies, was a big-time prospect and just didn't turn out. Change of scenery in 2019, went over to Seattle, produced a lot better last year once he brought that K rate down. Most projections have him around 70 to 75 runs. I think the Mariners are going to be a sneaky, decent team this year. Could maybe be near 500 if they could get some good pitching. And I think J.P. Crawford, if he can play in over 150 games, continue to be leadoff that whole year, I think he has the opportunity to have 100 runs this year. Now we're talking, Deary. That's what I was waiting for. We finally got what we needed. Thank you, Deary. That's fantastic. And I actually like I like a fair percentage of what you said there. Well done, sir. All right, Doug, give us your last one. You know, we had Rob DiPietro, Mr. Pull Hitter, on the podcast the other day. I know he's making his rounds as he was on, you know, the um, with the sleeper, the sleeper in the bus. Yes, he's, uh, he's ascending into fantasy stardom like we – like we knew he would. He also writes at spstreamer.com. Go make sure to check out his work. But when Rob talks about a player and when Rob talks about a player that makes him cry or makes <laughs> him uh, go to bed upset that he didn't get in his draft, you tend to take notice. Uh, Michael Simeone wrote a great uh, piece. Uh, he's got an outside the box article coming up on spstreamer.com where he kind of takes a small snippet of what he has seen from Mike Miner. You know, his ERA was horrible last year, 556 ERA. He had little to no command, but in a draft and hold sort of league, these DC leagues that we have been drafting in, and I know that uh, Michael Govier is writing down names that I'm saying right now because he wants <laughs> to spite me on the turn here, but. Hey. 
he, he had a good 2019. That was that's that's the best that he's ever going to probably do. That's his, the pinnacle and the peak of what Mike Miner can be. The nice thing that Mike Miner is going to bring to the table is he's going to eat up a lot of innings for you. He's going to get maybe throw 170 innings out there. You know, he's throwing it for the Kansas City Royals. They need besides Danny Duffy, there's not another veteran arm there that can maybe take some of the workload away from some of the younger players that they have in that rotation. Yeah. Mike Miner going very late. He's going around like 312 in that, in that area. Uh, but a nice arm, maybe like a, a seventh or an eighth arm that you could use in a, in especially in a draft and hold league where you can just count on those counting stats and those innings being eaten up. So Mike Miner, Rob D. Pietro, make him cry. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Rob definitely knows his stuff. He's the overall DC draft champions winner on NFBC thirty thousand dollars. That's it sucks when everybody knows that you have thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> That's the only thing that'd be the negative about that for me. It's like, damn it, everybody knows that I won that money, so I can't hide it because you know people love to hide and lie about how much money they have. But anywho, congratulations. He gave, he, Rob. He gave it away to charity. Don't worry. Uh, I wouldn't put it past him, but or he's put it all into his podcast, which has really gone up the charts. Good job, Rob. I support what Doug says, and I support you and Deary. One more guy. Yeah, I mean, sure. I like what I heard it. last time. That was let, pretty cool. Let, let's go for it. Let's uh, let's go to our hometown team, Tigers. So when we had Spore Ooh. on the other day, the Tigers re-signed Jonathan Scope to a one-year deal, just as they did last year before he got hurt. Don't sleep on Jonathan Scope. He's going to bat in the middle of the Tigers lineup. I have a really sneaky suspicion that he has a chance to be a top 10, top 12 second baseman in fantasy. He's put up numbers before. Look back to 2017 with the Orioles, 32 home runs, 92 runs, 105 RBIs. I think he really has the opportunity. I think 20 home runs is going to happen for him. Uh, I think he has the opportunity in that lineup, batting in the middle of it, if he can stay healthy, to get anywhere from 85 to 90 RBIs. And if that average can be bumped up around to like a 270, 280, which he has done before, I think he gives you really, really good value. He's going super late right now. I think he's going to start jumping up the boards once everybody hears me talking about him here on the Plaza podcast. I really like Jonathan Scope. I loved him when the Tigers signed him last year. Still young. Uh, so I think he's going to give a big boost to a Tigers lineup. They solidify second base for a year. And if he has a really good year, they're probably going to trade him midseason. And he's going to go to a contender and skyrocket up the charts even more. I like Jonathan Scope in 2021. There it is. Can you handle these takes? They were pretty intense. I got to tell you. Well done, everybody. Nice work, guys. We had some takes. They were bold. Nobody half-assed it, and even though Deary misunderstood the initial understanding of the segment, he pulled he pulled it together, man. That was nice. two other players that were going to talk that I was going to talk about was going to be Michael Conforto being a top five MVP candidate and Juan Soto batting three forty this year. I think Juan Soto batting three forty is not yeah, that crazy. Not insane, really? and these guys are fantasy studs. Yes, yes. Oh, hey, look, you got it together, JP Crawford and Jonathan Scope. Although I don't love Jonathan Scope on the Tigers. Uh, Whatever, I do understand this value and what they're doing, so I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna piss on it. Uh, oh, by the way, Carlos Marcano says that Conforto is the man, dearie. So you have a fan. I know Carm likes him. Oh, that's Carlos, not Carm. See, you missed the Carlos Marcano show. You were not on that show, so I can't. He's do a good all. guy. I can't he, do them yeah, all. You can't do them all, no. But Carlos, 
We love you out there. Carlos is still rooting for Matt Olson to be 2021 MVP. So Ooh. we'll see how that goes. He wrote an article about it, and he stands behind it. And I actually drafted him in one league just for the hell of it, just because I believed in Carlos so much. So don't let me down, Carlos. Don't screw me. All right. <laughs> Let's move into the next segment of our fantasy breakdown. On the hey, oh, yes. Oh, hey, yes. Thank you, Carlos. On the hey, it's Rico Plazo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Now, this next segment. I won't back down. So we're not going to let anybody push us around on this. There's some players out there that, you know, we're not going to give up on. Now, we may be stubborn, and I don't... Doug, do people call you stubborn? Every day of my life, they do. <laughs> I have a hard time believing that. But, uh, yes, <laughs> That's we've all... Life. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's a different story. I'm not married to you. So we've all been stubborn from time to time. We've taken it too far. And, you know, in the spirit of this I Won't Back Down segment, you know, you got to have a little bit of music, too. You got to have a good time. Mix it up. Have a few laughs. And, uh... Well, I won't back down. I love Seth. Almost Damn. done. Some people might do that. They might draft Bauer in the first round. Who's to say? You never know. Uh, Man, I got to step up my game here on this hosting stuff. Mike's <laughs> dropping. He's dropping great. Oh, man. It's dumb. It's supposed to be dumb, silly. We all have a laugh. And uh, what can I say? I always I like music. And if we could incorporate fantasy baseball and music together, it's a win for everybody. I like it, man. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate that. So, hey. We're all stubborn guys, like a mule. We won't back down. Doug, who's the first guy that you just refuse to give up on, despite some negative outcomes over the years? I love speed. I, I love stolen bases. Ricky Henderson was like my favorite player, and I'm not comparing this this player that I want to talk about to Ricky Henderson by any means. But like a guy like Byron Buxton is a guy that has been around or who we, who we have been hearing about for the last i don't know how many years like he's gonna break out this year he's gonna break out this year he's gonna you know steal this many bases i'm still believing he had a he had an okay year last year uh his slash line is 254 267 577 he hit 13 home runs 27 rbi and he did have a couple stolen bases in there but here's the kicker with byron buxton and he always gets injured every single year so this is the year that Byron Buxton is going to do it. His hard hit percentage, 89th percentile. His X slug, 93 percentile. If he stays healthy, I'm loving. I'm loving how fast he is. He's going to steal some bases for those Minnesota Twins. He's going to be awesome. I'm not backing down from Byron Buxton. Let's go. ADP around like 112. Yeah, yep. he's right outside yep. the top 100 there. But mm-hmm. you know, let's let's see what he can do this year. Healthy. All these years, every year, 
where things didn't quite work out and we waited and we waited and we waited. It's finally going to be 2021, huh, Doug? It's amazing. It's about time. <laughs> it's one year. <laughs> it's Byron's year. year. It's Byron's year. People, you know, that's eventually something good has to, if you have so much talent, eventually you got to cash in on it at some point and it'll all come together. Or at least that's what, uh, Bernard King said before his knees. Yeah, <laughs> really. Although he did have some mega point seasons before his knee gave in. So Byron Buxton still do. I like it. I would love it. And I've always rooted for Byron Buxton. Uh, Sleepy K. Mike Curlin says named his kid Blaze, I believe. Cool. Okay. I did not know that. That's a fun fact. Uh, Byron did, not Doug, is what. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, Bla- Blaze Ishikawa. Blaze is oh shoot. That's a good name. That's a good name. I've actually I actually know, used to know someone named Blaze, and I'm not even kidding. I'm oh. dead serious. Her name was Blaze, and her sister's name was Rain. Those now coming to the stage, Blaze and Rain. There's a real people. I was there. All right, Deria, uh, give us somebody that you're not gonna back down from. No one's gonna push you around on this one. Mike, do you remember my take on Byron Buxton last year? No, I don't. I have too many be, things in my head. He I was going to be, gonna be out of the league within two years. Oh! <laughs> that's, how much, that's how much I hated him. But he did have a nice bounce back last year in the shortened season. So, All right, I'll move on. So Elvis Andrews. You guys remember Elvis Andrews? He just got shipped over to the A's. This guy's been in the league like seven, eight years now, and he has really just put up solid numbers the whole time he was with the Rangers. He's one of the best Rangers of all time. Interested to see what he does in Oakland. It's a lineup that I really, really like. I'm wondering if he's going to platoon with Pinder up the middle, but I think Elvis is going to secure that job. This yeah. guy has averaged 31 stolen bases over his career, uh, or 30 stolen bases over his career. And just two years ago, back in 19, he had 31 stolen bases. 32 years old now, 274 career hitter. The one thing I think that translates no matter where you go, as long as you don't get over the hill and over the age of like 35, and I still think he still has some left, is this guy has amazing Z contact. He murders the ball when it's in the zone. It's 90% for his career, and he has a super slow swing and miss rate. He just does not swing and miss at the ball. So give me some Elvis Andrews. I'm not backing down. Super crazy ADP right now. It's in the 400s, but it's going to start jumping up now that he's got a new team, I think. But to honor the immortal Tom Petty, I will not back down on Elvis Andrews. Good for you. Stand your ground. And by the way, Byron Buxton has only had one season where he played 100 or more games. That was 140. But this is the year. This right. is ha- the year. <laughs> You're right. It has to happen at some point. Eventually, there's going to be triple digits in that column that says games played. I do believe in that. Doug, who else you got? Well, um, a little bit hurtful because I feel like I wrote this player's name on the document that we all shared, and then, lo and behold, 15 minutes later, you, you took him in our draft. I think it had to do with that shared document. No, 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 no. That that's a bunch of malarkey, which is my which friend. is hurtful and sad. But you know, Austin Meadows, I think, and we talk about recency bias, and we talk about like a guy like Randy. Uh, a Rosarana who came on the scene and, and made so much noise during the playoffs. And then a guy like Austin Meadows isn't talked about very much. I know that COVID set him back last year. His ADP is still around 95. So he's still within the top hundred players there, but look at what he did in 19. He hit 33 home runs, 89 RBI, 12 stolen bases. He had a 291 average and a 364 OBP. He is a five category monster in I think, uh, you know, everything from last year set him back. He was a name that everybody was really excited about. Then 
you know, obviously, sadly, COVID, uh, you know, um, struck him during the, uh, the early parts of the year, totally set him back. But there's no fluke about it. He is that player from 2019. I think he's going to have a monster year this year. So not going to back down on, on those projections. I think that he's going to make some noise. I was strongly, strongly considering Jordan Alvarez with that pick, by the way, Doug. I was this close to doing it. This I, was, close. Uh, I was very upset because uh, we're very close to each other in the draft. And I'm like, just make this turn, Michael, and bring it on back to me. And I'll take Meadows here and I'll get out of everybody's way. And I audibly screamed at dinner and uh, all became <laughs> upset. And, and they're like, why? Why did you scream, Dan? And I said, well... I'm going on. I'm going on these guys' podcast, and 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 they took daddy's, they took daddy's player, and uh, cool. you know, so Blaze, I, I put Blaze to bed, and he was very upset, and I uh, cried a little bit, but you know, what can you do? Sorry to hear that. I owe uh, a great debt to you for putting that on the document. <laughs> I don't think for myself, and I'm an automaton. I'm very, very unoriginal. So. Oh boy, it's gonna. Be I gotta fun. tell you, yeah. There's another guy I was going to take, but I can't say his name because he might still be on the board, so we'll have to We, we don't have to talk about him. All right, Deary, give me another player. So it's so crazy. I have to go back into like our old documents to make sure that I don't talk about this same guy too many times. Uh, and I actually had like five or six guys on this list, so I'm actually going to switch up what we had on the doc. I'm not backing down on Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo had a terrible last year last year. His infield fly ball rate was just absolutely nuts, and so was everybody on the Cubs. He hit a 222 average last year. That's just way down. This guy's a 271 career hitter. He had five straight years where he batted over five out of the last six. He batted over 280. So I I really can't buy into what happened in 58 games last year. I mean, 11 home runs, 26 runs, the 222 average, the lowest BABIP of his career of 218. He's going to come back to what he's always been, which is a top five, top six first baseman. Look for him to have close to 30 home runs, close to 100 runs, 90 plus RBIs, and he'll still give you seven or eight stolen bases. So I'm not backing down on Anthony Rizzo, and I don't think anyone else can. He's still an elite talent at first base, and he's been dropping in these ADPs. So he's a good kind of scoop up after those top first baseman go so Anthony Rizzo is a guy that you definitely want to continue to target he has not lost the skills from the left side of the plate uh I'm interested to see what happens with the Cubs this year because I don't know if they're trying to rebuild or they're going to try to ship off Baez and try to ship off Bryant but Rizzo's still there for a couple more years and I think he's going to have a nice bounce back season so I'm not backing down on Anthony Rizzo it's a great choice I'm all for it I was on the nasty cast for the first base breakdown and i said the same thing i love rizzo this year and i think he's undervalued and he can throw in like five steals even so he can give you a little bit of speed not a lot but when you put all together on your roster i like to have a lot of guys that can always steal a little bit here a little bit there a hunter dozier here an anthony rizzo there that type of thing all right doug give us the last guy that you will not back down from nobody's going to be pushing you off this ledge before I give you that, I, I, as a former Cubs fan, I have to agree with both of <laughs> you gentlemen on that as well. I, you know, I am cheering for Anthony Rizzo to have a bounce back year this year. He's a stand-up dude. Uh, he's going to go out there and, and mash it for the north side there. But the last uh, player that I want to talk about, I am contractually obligated to like Michael Lorenzen earlier, but, man, Simeon and I go back and forth on, on this next player, Danilison Lamette. Pretty much every single podcast that we have, Michael's dropping him in his rankings. I saw that Eno Saris dropped him in his rankings as well. 
I know that San Diego went out and practically traded for every arm in, in the majors this past off season. So because there is some speculation that his late season bicep injury is maybe more serious than the Padres let on. But if he continues to slide, I think that you grab him. I think that he's an arm that has that upside. You know, he's, we've talked about him having one of the best sliders in the game. He's got elite K percentages, a, a filthy low walk rate. And is that player that could put you over the top if he continues to move down the board? His ADP right now is around 80. If he continues <clears throat> two to pitches. fall, <laughs> two pitches. Everybody talks about the four-seamer and the slider. He, he had a nice season last year. He had a monster season last year. We'll see what happens in spring training. We'll see if any of the news comes out. But you put you pencil him in, you put him in that rotation, especially with that lineup backing him up. He's gonna he's gonna have a really nice season if if he's healthy. It sounds a lot like Byron Buxton there, but uh, believe in it from from my favorite pitcher in the major leagues. So Danilson Lamette, you heard it here, folks. Michael Simeone is cringing somewhere. Lock it in. <laughs> It was a nice season last year, but I don't know if you've heard. It was a rather short season, <laughs> short sample size. You have to be aware. Be careful. That's our short sample size siren. Be careful. Be forewarned. I would strongly disagree with this, Doug, but that's why we do the show. We want to get your take, get other people's opinions. This is probably the most divisive player right now because of the uncertainty. So I, I respect you for standing out there all by yourself and saying, you know what? I believe so. Yeah, you that. know, like in, in Hook, where Robin Williams draws the line in the sand with the gold sword, come on over to Rufio's side. Everybody's going to join at one moment. Just uh, come and join me early. It's just like Survivor. You guys are going to love it. Yes. And, and you guys, yes. we're not going to look back from all those shares of Danilis and Lamette that we have later on in the year. Deary, give us your final player. Okay, my final player, uh, also not on the dock. And the reason I'm going to bring him up is because, so I went to work today, but I only did fantasy research all day. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with my own kind of like algorithm or point system to start ranking players. And I'm not going to fully give away everything I'm putting into it, but there's a value for each kind of category, depending on what league you play in. And as I was crunching the numbers, Mike Moustakis ended up being my seventh best second baseman in there i know he can also play first base for them as well i think he slots in best at second all this guy does is rake he still puts up home runs so kind of crunching some of the numbers he's a guy who easily could go 30 plus home runs 90 plus rbis close to about 80 runs not really going to give you too many stolen bases but this guy just murders the ball he's been able to do this time and time again i loved when he went over to cincinnati a few years ago still like that offense over there I don't think the ball being deadened is going to hurt a guy like Moustakis whatsoever. The question would be is what can he back? Can he get above 250, 260? Then he really pops up the boards. You're getting him at about 120 right now, ADP. I think if you miss out on kind of that first top tier of Albies, you know, Merrifield, LeMayhew, you know, Hira, I think right in that next group is a Moustakis. I like him a little more than a Jeff McNeil just because of the power um, and also more than Altuve because I think there's a power outage in Altuve right now. People forget about Mike Moustakis. This guy still produces, and I will not back down from Mike Moustakis. There's no power outage for Altuve. He's going to be hitting home runs this year, dude. The only problem is he has no speed anymore. That's the main problem. What's your prediction on Altuve home runs? Does he top 25 home runs, Mike? Yes. Ooh, okay. That's Lock a nice little in. side bet. Let's where's get it? going. Yeah, where's our uh, – here we go. Yeah, we'll lock it in. 
Go bet a bag of chips. Yeah. I would love to have a delicious bag of Detroit's own better made potato chips. What are the uh what are the official <laughs> chips of Chicago, by the way? Oh, I, I have no idea. I, I don't Does know. Illinois have like a every state seems to have their own chips? Uh, or maybe it's a regional thing like Uts over on the East Coast. And- I mean, I'm a big chips fan too. I mean, uh, kettle? I don't know. I don't think that anybody has ever really talked about it too much. We eat our hot about dogs a brand differently here. A, a brand of chips? I I, yeah. I don't. Is there know. a local brand? There's got. I can't believe Chicago doesn't so. have a local brand of chips. That's fascinating. Well. If there is, tweet it at me. I'll go buy them immediately. I buy my chips. Some of the chips from Amazon. And uh, just because of the flavors that you can get out there, like a like a crab cake type of a chip, but <laughs> I haven't heard of anything out of Chicago. But maybe hopefully soon. Well, Mike, I found a, Mike, I found a box of all these old trophies of mine in the garage. If Altuve has over twenty five home runs, I will give you a bowling trophy that I won in my nineteen eighty nine bowling league with my team Demolition. It can be yours. Thank you, dearie. The bet is on. We are underway, no doubt about it. You're, un- you're mistaking Altuve for what's happened in the past and the allegations. Of- well, not allegations. It was cheating. But hey, that happens. All right, so that's it. That's our Won't Back Down. Hope you enjoyed that segment. This is the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. That's right. Palazzo Podcast on Twitter. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Two L's, two Z's, two L's, two Z's, too many sounders on at once. And don't forget that you can email us anytime, and we will answer them, I promise. We're going to do our community chatter at the end of the show here. Right now, I want to ask Doug a couple questions. This is the part of the show where we do kind of a fantasy foundation, but this segment has run way too long on many, many shows. And we're trying to trim the fat here and make this more reasonable for you guys. So I've got a very few specific questions for you, Douglas. Do people call you Douglas, like your your parents or something? Or? Nobody ever asks, uh, you know, nobody ever does the the last for Doug. It's just okay. Doug. We, okay, we, Doug. Yeah. Okay, Dougie. <laughs> Dougie. Yeah, we can do that. Let's do that. That's better than Douglas, huh? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> Doug, Doug, why do you do this? <laughs> Because I have nowhere else to no, you know I, I I love the fantasy baseball community. I love being able to talk to different people and to hang out and to just to chat about stuff that that I find so interesting and so fun. Um, you know, nobody likes going to like a party or hanging out with your friends and being like, "Hey, here's a let's talk about my fantasy baseball team." Everybody hates that who doesn't play fantasy sports. So. It's a community where you can say to somebody else, hey, do you want to hear about my fantasy baseball team? And they're like, yes, I do. And so being able to like hang out with people who are like-minded in that facet and have like the same hobbies and interests as you. I mean, I wasn't on Twitter for very long here. And, uh, you know, just meeting and connecting with, uh, with, with you guys and a whole bunch of other people within this community has just been uh, something that I look forward to doing each and every time that I'm able to either podcast or guest or draft with and just meeting new people. I think especially during the times that we've had with the quarantine or, or COVID, like these uh, interactions that we have, my wife calls them my Twitter friends and they are my Twitter friends. Even though we've never met in real life, I could probably text you up or I could text Deary up and have a conversation about something we may not share the same Google Doc, or we may seal each other's players' names, but you know what? At the end of the day, you know, hanging out and talking about about shop that we enjoy is 
you know, is the reason why I'm here and then doing this each and every single day. Okay. Well, a lot of people like to talk about fantasy baseball and with their friends and whatnot, but some people don't have the impetus to, you know, make the effort and go out to the public and express knowledge and share their thoughts by pressing record and making podcasts and live streams. So that makes you different, Doug. You're different than the others. And that's a good thing. Thank you. (laughs) I respect that because it's easy just to sit around and uh, shoot the shit with your friends. But if you want to take it to another level, put yourself on the line, put your opinions on the line. That is not easy to do. And I think that gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. Uh, is there a person besides you can't use Michael Simeone or SP Streamer? People or entities that you trust the most when it comes to fantasy baseball analysis? So when I look at like pitching, I'm, I'm looking at and reading what like Paul Spoyer puts out there, Nick Pollock, Alex Fast, all all the big guys that that have the best like reading about Eno. Um, you know, even listening and following Matt Williams and his player breakdowns and and, and the way that he looks at hitting. Um, you know, I, we talked about Micah Henry earlier on in the show, and there is just a smattering of really, really smart people that are out there. And I think Matt was talking about it on an earlier podcast. I don't remember who the guest was, but you kind of have to start to whittle that down a little bit because there's so many knowledgeable people. There's so many smart people that are out there. But on the pitching aspect, I look at those guys from uh, from pitcher list and from uh, the sleeper in the bust who I've been following for years. Hitting side, like listening to Matt, um, reading about what Ryan Bloomfield is doing with the Bloom boards. I mean, there's there's so many people that are out there that are doing some fantastic work that you kind of give you both both sides there. But you kind of have to start whittling it down after you get to like uh, 27 different types of voices out there. So that's where I kind of draw most of my fantasy, uh, you know, who, I, who I'm listening to or who I'm following. Is there one person out there that we should know of that we don't know about? Somebody you could share with us, we could pump up a little bit so they could get some exposure. Um, uh, all our new writers are are great. Um, you know, Josh St. Marie is is a, is a, one of our new writers there. Um, he got pumped on the show last week. Oh, did he really? This show right here, yes. Uh, the we were one talking about his Rob Mario DiPietro party. Pumped him up. Yes, oh, yeah, the Mario party. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a smart guy. Uh, reading a lot of his articles that he's putting out there. Um, and I've, I've noticed that, you know, even on Twitter, he's, he's starting to put some more of his opinions and his thoughts out there. So he's a, he's a great follow, uh, check out his work. The Mario party correlation there was something that kind of resonated with me for a very long time, but he's, he's good. And he's a name that you need to know. That was very, very cool. Loved it. Very cool. Nice (laughs) job, Josh. You don't see articles like that. That was like unique. That stood out to me. And that's yeah, why we thank Rob for pushing people up like that. We, there's so many writers out there, like you said, but if we can at least get one person on the show to get some more exposure, that's a good day for us. That's a good day. It makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, Doug, right? Absolutely. Yay! Uh, what do you look for in others that you trust in fantasy? Is there like one characteristic? Is that the returns or is it knowledge that you weren't aware of? I think it's more of the knowledge. I don't know how how many people actually at the. I, I really do like reading some of the like the we talked about bold and hot takes and those articles are a <laughs> lot of fun. But I like it when, like an analyst or somebody or, or you know a writer puts it at the end of the year and says, "Hey, here's where I missed and here's where I hit." I don't see a lot of those articles out there. <laughs> I would love to read more about those, but 
you know, we, we always go to the, the guys like an Alex Chamberlain or Connor Kirkon. Those guys are smart, like Paul Mamino, Carm as well. You know, there's a lot of really smart guys out there. Um, but I would love to hear more about like how well you did at the end of the season on some of your hits and some of your takes. Like I, and I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing to anybody else out there. Um, but, uh, I, I would love to just to see maybe like, you know, how their opinions at the end of the year stack up. Those guys work at rotofanatic.com. <laughs> <laughs> because when Danilis and Lamette, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I think. We'll see what happens. I, I think it's important to own up on things at the end of the year that maybe you got wrong because most of the time it's not your fault that the player did not, yeah. you know, did not produce. And then you can look back and see why maybe those things fault. did not happen. Yeah, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Yeah, I mean, it's th- these are all educated guesses. These are all people who are, you know, not doing this for their full-time job right now. So like you have to be able to anybody who gets super upset at an analyst for being wrong, you know, that probably shouldn't be happening, but it's also fun to see, you know, who is right. Like you guys are having some, uh, you know, potato chip battles and uh, old bowling pins or I'm sorry, (laughs) old bowling trophies battles, put it on a whiteboard. I love, I love being able to track the people who I've been listening to, or I've been following, or I love to read their article and just to see how 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 everything kind of um, ends up at the end of the year. I mean, I know we've talked about Michael a lot this uh, this this past uh, podcast here, but he's always updating his record, telling you where he hit, where he missed. Um, he had a really we had a really good streaming record last year. Sometimes we're not very good with it, and that's just gonna that's gonna happen. Like Deary was saying, like we're gonna miss on a lot of things. What were we all right on? What were we all wrong on? And right now. As we enter the preseason, as we enter spring training, there are a lot of different people talking about a lot of different players. Let's let's see where everybody ends up at the end of the year. It's just fun. I think it's just fun. No doubt about it. No doubt, Doug. Finally, what can we glean? Make this quick, if you could. Uh, what can we glean from actual real-life players for our fantasy baseball analysis? Like when you talked with Michael Lorenzen, was there something you could apply for your own fantasy experience from that? I mean, I, I think you, you have to realize that that they're not – I mean, we look at these players and we just project numbers from them, but they are human beings, you know, and they are fallible and they have other issues going on in their lives as well. But being able to talk to, to Michael Lorenzen, being able to see how he's prepping for the season, what his mindset is and, and how he wants to go out and attack a, a batter at certain times when he's on the mound is fascinating stuff. Does it correlate to – how well he's going to do this fantasy season? Maybe, you know, he wants to go out there and crush it. He wants to go out there and be the best pitcher that he can possibly be. He knows all the noise that's coming at him. But you look at like uh, you're having the triple play fantasy baseball guys come on after they talk to Aaron Savali. You know, anytime that like Nick Pollock talks to, uh, you know, Tariq Skubal, you're Pablo, Lopez. Gain- Pablo Lopez, you're gaining insight to what that player is working on maybe they're changing some some stuff up with their pitch mix maybe they're attacking their off-season plan a little bit different in hopes to you know and for fantasy players to have a good season if you are able to draft them but they're human beings just like us and they're going to be fallible we're going to hit and miss like analysts do but at the end of the day you know being able to see uh you know all the work and preparation that they put into this season is 
is really cool. And it was a really good podcast on that side to be able to see, you know, what he was doing to, to create those next steps towards hopefully a very long and productive year. Well said, Doug. Well said. No doubt. Thank you, Doug. That's honest, <laughs> forthright, direct, and genuine thoughts from Doug Ishikawa himself. Don't forget he's at Coaching Ish on Twitter. I-S-H, Coaching Ish. 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 I can't speak today. What happened to me? <laughs> Let's do some shine or ride the pine. This is one of my favorite parts of the show where we give you projections, Doug, and you give us your bottom line. Is it going to be a shine? You're taking it or ride the pine? You're not taking it. <laughs> Who's to say? I don't know. Can't wait to find out. Are you ready, Doug? Absolutely. Let's go. And we're off and running today. We are using the stopper projections from our buddy Steve Paulo. I love Steve Paulo. He's going to be on the show next week. So it's going to be exciting to have the man behind the projections. They're aggressive predictions. They're a little more aggressive and uh, different than some of the typical projection systems. But I say let's pump up people that I believe in, that I trust. And I think Steve is somebody that everybody should know. So please follow Steve on Twitter, at Steve Paulo on Twitter. Here we go. First guy, Austin Riley. You've heard of him. He's a third baseman at times. Sometimes he's an outfielder. It depends what day of the week it is in Atlanta. Can we expect 24 or more home runs this season, Doug? Yes, I do. I do think that. I think he's going to hit 30 home runs. Ooh, all right. That was a no-brainer. Deary, what about you? 24 or more home runs? Oh, yeah. That's a shine for me. I don't care that he bet is going to bat probably 220 and strike out a million times. He will probably hit 25 to 30 home runs. Bang, bang, boom. Willie Calhoun of the Texas Rangers as of today's podcast. Uh, Crush Davis is now, KRS Davis is now on the Rangers at the moment as well. This could be cloudy, could be murky, but today, can we expect Willie Calhoun to bat 259 or higher in 2021, Doug? I say shine. I say that, like he's going to come out, and he, I know that he he's had some injuries in the past. I know he got hit in the jaw, but I think that he's going to go out there and, and hit higher than a 259 average. Deary. Yeah, that's right on the break line there for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna say ride the pine. I think he's gonna. It's just gonna be inconsistent playing time, especially with some of the new bats that they've brought in. Uh, and like Doug said, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So uh, I'm gonna take ride the pine on that one for Mister Calvin. On our last episode with Ben Palmer from Pitcherless, Ben knows pitching. He's outstanding. He's also a Marylander, which I dig because I used to live there. He really spoke highly of Jesse Winker of the Cincinnati Reds. It's an outfielder. There will probably not be a DH this year based on what we know as of today. However, Doug, 378 or higher OBP for Jesse Winker. 378. I'm going to shine. I'm going to say that he is. I, I, I like what uh, Jesse Winker's been doing over there in Cincinnati. I think that he he's an OBP machine, um, and I think that uh, he, he's going to be upwards of uh, – of, of oh, pretty high. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I talk about these analysts and, and being able to say like you put your flag in something, but I very, very rarely make any any uh, predictions on my own. So it's it's interesting to to kind of have to put it out there. But yeah, I'm 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 gonna shine on that one as well. All right, that's impressive. What about you, Deary? Three seventy eight or higher. I like Jesse Winker a lot. I mean, he, he he did it in 18 with the Reds. He did it last year in 20. I picked him up. I streamed him last year, and he ended up helping me uh, finish in the top three of a Roto League. And like Doug said, like just he gets on base. I mean, 
15.3 uh, walk percentage last year. He could probably stick around 12 or 13. I think uh, OBP, did you say, was it 365? 378. 378? Oh, yeah, he'll still do that. No problem. 380. Ooh, wow, okay. Bold. It's a bold move, Catton. Dylan Bundy. You may have heard of Dylan Bundy, Doug. He had a fabulous year. And albeit uh, what is known as a, you know, it was a season that wasn't as long as others. I don't know if you've heard about that. But Dylan Bundy this season in 2021. Forget last year in the short sample size. 174 innings pitched or more. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, ride the pine on that. I don't know how many pitchers that we have in the majors that are going to go over 180. I think that that's something that's going to be capped an awful lot. We're talking about a lot of teams that are going to have six-man rotations. Um, we are coming off that that crazy year. If if we get a good startup like, and the season starts on time and we get a, a normal amount of games, you might see you know people inching up towards that 180, but like uh, I don't think that Dylan Bunny is going to get up past that point. Deary, 174. I'm really excited to see what Bundy does, does, does this year. As Mike predicted last year, he would have a breakout with that amazing slider and curveball that he has in his arsenal. But that's a lot of innings. I think he puts up probably 165 to 170 and is just a tick below uh, the prediction here from Stomper. Nick Solak, another Texas Ranger. They're everywhere today. Nick Solak, nine or more steals, Doug, nine or more. I am going to say that that is going to ride the pine. I am thinking wow. that Nick Nick Solak is not going. I mean, he bounces all over the place. I, you know, can he if he finds a position, and the, and the Rangers are saying to themselves, we're going to stick him in the lineup every single day, maybe, perhaps. Um, but I, I don't know if he's going to get up past that point. You know, uh, you look at what he did in, in, in the minors and he never really ran that much. Um, I, I think that he's going to fall within like, you know, a, a couple stolen bases, but he's not going to get past. What did you say? Seven, nine. Oh, nine. No way. He's not going to get past nine. No way. Oh, no okay. Way. I'm not going to argue this point right now, but <laughs> I accept your point and it has been logged. Deary, nine or more steals. <laughs> He stole seven last year in 58 games. Back in 18 at with AA Tampa, he had 21 in 126 games. Nine is not too much of a stretch. He played five different positions last year if you counted in DH. So if the Rangers move him around, I think he gets enough at-bats. And I'm going to go shine on this. I think he gets the double digits. Yeah, there's a guy who knows what he's talking about. Adam <laughs> Eaton of the Chicago White Sox, one of your favorite teams, Doug. He's a Southsider now. <laughs> That's right. Southside forever. 71 until, until runs. Year. 71 runs or more, Doug. Oh, I'm 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 shining that. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. That that lineup is stacked. So, you know, I think a lot of people wanted to say that Nick Madrigal was going to make his way up to the top of the order there. I think they'll keep him at the ninth spot. Uh, they'll slide Eaton in there, and he's got all those big bats, Abreu, Eloy, uh, Robert. All those guys are going to be knocking him in. Um, I think it's going to be a really good year from Adam Eaton at the top of that order. There it is. What about you, Deary? Oh, man. I've ranked the White Sox as the number three team in the majors right now after I crunched some numbers. 
I'm not the biggest Adam Eaton fan. He's had some health problems in 19. He, he was healthy the whole year, which was great. And he scored 103 runs at the top of that Nationals lineup. One of the best lineups in the league. He could probably bat eighth, and he'd still get to 80 runs in that lineup. So it's going to be a shine for me. There it is. I know that Adam Eaton's going to thrive in that lineup. He's undervalued, and he's in a killer lineup. Say no more. John Means of the Baltimore Orioles. You may have heard of him. 4.25 ERA or lower, Doug. 4.25. It's going to be lower. I'm going to shine that. Yeah, velocity yep. uptick. Just right right, right off the bat. Everybody likes John Means. Everybody they thinks he's, he's made a lot of different strides. You know, he had a slow start to the season last year, but he's a guy that's going to go out there, and I think for that Baltimore team, be, you know, as much of a stabilizing factor as he can be for the Baltimore Orioles. So I'm going to shine that, and you think that uh, Johnny Means is going to have a nice season there. Fury, 4.25 or less. This is a tough one because I know this guy is trending upwards, and... I just don't think he's going to be able to strike out enough as enough guys. He's, he may give up too many hits for me. The, the encouraging part is he doesn't walk people. But I hate the division he plays in. The Yankees are probably going to mash against him. And I hate the ballpark he's in. So I think he continues on that upward trend. But I think next year is the year you're targeting him. And he's going to be just a tick over. So I'm going to say ride the pine. And finally, here's a guy I really like this year, and he's way down there in ADP. Hunter Renfro, 25 or more home runs, Doug. All he does is hit home runs. Let's go. No, but I don't <laughs> I don't think he's gonna do it though. So I'm gonna oh. say ride the pipe for him. <laughs> I know. I took Mixed you on a on a, on a strange journey to get there, but you did. Um I know he's a he's a power bat, but I don't know if he's gonna get there. So I'm gonna okay. say ride the pine. There it is. Deary, 25 or more. What's a 25 or more? Oh, God. You know, Doug and I haven't agreed on very much, so I'm going to agree with Doug. We're going to we're going to go. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go ride the pine. I'm not a run for a fan. I was a few years ago. And sure, that's all he does is hit home runs because he doesn't do anything else except bat 150 to 200. So uh, I don't know how long he's going to stick in that lineup in Boston. So Are the play to be a ride going to be the there? Pine. Yeah, that's the thing. They will be. Yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they signed him for a reason, and they want him to hit 30 bombs. It's not going to be a great line. It's not going to be a, a triple slash you're going to enjoy, but 30 home runs for Renfro in that park, it's going to be easy peasy. Okay, I'll put up my uh, crochet trophy against <laughs> you on that one. Man, we got a lot of trophies and a lot of chips on the line here for this, guys. <laughs> we sure do, Doug. There it is. Shine or ride the pine is in the bag. Thank you so much for participating in that, Doug. Uh, now it's time for some quick email chatter. Twitter chatter, community chatter from everybody involved. We get the hell out of here. This one says, Doug, I'm currently in a 15-team draft with you where you took Brandon Woodruff in the second round. In no way am I shading the pick as I literally took Mondesi 13th overall. But I'd like to hear you opine on the move. Uh, I wanted to go pocket aces, the, the Toby G method, uh, the bat flip crazy. And I got Cole in the first. It came back around, and there were a lot of uh, a lot of arms that had started to go and started to come off the board really early. There, if I'm looking at it right now, um, like on the way back, it was like Giolito, Walker Bueller, you Darvish, Aaron Nola, Jack Flaherty. So I was thinking to myself, you know, Brandon Woodruff is, I think, a top ten pitcher this year. Um, his K rate is up. His walk rate is down. It's been like that for the past couple of years. Um, you know, we had Jake Devereaux on, he was very high on Brandon Woodruff as well. 
I think he's he's just going to be a he's going to move up from that tier. I know you could reach for like a Max Scherzer or you could look for like a Clayton Kershaw, but those guys were concerning uh, with all the injuries that they've had in the past. And so I wanted to bring on somebody who I thought was going to maybe move up to that second tier of really good starting pitchers. And that's why I took the Brandon Woodruff. Very happy with it too. So we'll see what happens. Okay. There it is. And uh, real quickly, this guy says, hey, can Mike and Doug introduce each other for two hours straight? Uh, <laughs> Doug, how about you introduce me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. He is the host and the voice from the, hey, the it's Enrico Palazzo podcast. That's two L's and two Z's. He's an 80-grade host. He's got the best voice in the business behind dvr but he's right there behind dvr to be really honest with you he has the best songs he makes the best chicken he can take his shirt off and cook without it he can do pretty much everything he can sing he can dance he's a funny guy he has an analyst he is a heart of gold he runs 17 different podcasts and still has time to talk to us tonight let's welcome to the show mr at MJ Govier, Michael Govier. Good afternoon, Michael. How you doing at the pod? Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Doug. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, and uh, I gotta say, you know, I, I never thought I'd actually get on your show, but it's <laughs> this is a big moment for me. It's a big Thank moment you, for all of us. Thank you for Thank joining you. us. Thank you. That was great, Doug. Gorgeously so said, Doug. Gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> uh, we could talk for hours more, but let's cut it. Let's end the show. It was a nice, healthy. Well done and well-rounded podcast. I want to thank everybody involved here. Of course, Doug Ishikawa. He's the main man, the focus of our show, who talked the most. Because that's what you do when you're a guest. You have to talk the most. It's more pressure than being a host. I just got to sit back here and direct traffic. A lot easier for me. Doug, tell people what they can expect from anything that you're involved in here over the next month or so as we gear up for opening day. You can catch me on the SP Streamer podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing that uh, coming at you very soon. Here we got a couple new episodes, great guests lined up. Um, I'm also working over at pitcherlist.com. Um, be on the lookout for some news from the site. Uh, very exciting things going on over there. It's uh, it's going to be a whirlwind. I mean, I look at what uh, you guys are doing, potting pretty much back to back on an everyday basis here. And I'm trying um, to I'm I'm trying to juggle two podcasts that are going to be launching. So I'm going to uh, you know I'm going to be having to buy some some kettle chips and and to put my anxieties down a little bit too. But yeah, it's going to be a whirlwind when the season gets started. But getting very busy. But you can listen to me on both those podcasts. They should be launching pretty soon. Wow, that's something to look forward to, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, very excited about it. We'll see what happens and. Uh, yeah, I, I do appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to talk to me tonight and having me on. You may come to regret it, but hey, <laughs> you know, that's what we live for. If you're going to live, you might as well get busy living. That's what I say, Doug. That's right. You know, Doug, uh, you're the yeah. first pod in probably two weeks that's been under two hours. So congratulations to you. Well, when I was originally talking to Michael, we were uh, breaking down Master and Commander, and we said to one another, we have to get underneath that time limit. Okay, so three <laughs> hours is yeah. the max. It's, we're not a Marvel movie. Nobody wants to hear or see my face for that long. So let's bring it down a little bit. And uh, and he, he was willing to work with me. He's a, he's a, he's a gentleman. 
I'm proud of myself today, dear. Yeah, we worked hard to uh, cut some of the fat off of this, and we're making improvements. We'll keep doing better for every show following this one going forward. Deary, tell people where they can find you and what to expect from you. Yeah, see Deary1999 on Twitter. Uh, still working through my starting pitching rankings. I'm going to hopefully have that done by Sunday. And now that I started this new kind of ranking system with this point algorithm that I'm trying to come up with that is all over the place, uh, I'm going to start sharing my thoughts on some of my discoveries that I have from it. I also need to give a name to this system. So uh, hopefully I'll have something by the end of this week, early next week, to share out with you all. Sounds fantastic. There it is. I'm Michael Govier at MJ Govier on Twitter. Doug already introduced me. Don't forget, we're part of the Road Fanatic Podcast Network. Our rankings are available. You can look at everybody's rankings. It's averaged out. It's individualized. Go there right now. we got articles coming out this week on high, low for second base and shortstop. People who are high, people who are low in disparity between our rankings. You're going to enjoy it. Thank you again, Doug. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Godspeed, everybody. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. (laughs) This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.